Hey, it's your boy, Sir Rod, coming to you with today's episode of the Sir Rod Show podcast. Today's show, we will discuss generational psycho breakers. I cannot possibly do this show without my trusty, dusty, well, I, I got... I scolded last time about the dusty thing. Yeah, I, I'm just trying to think of something else to call it. It ain't damn it, Dusty. <laughs> My trusty, very opinionated co-host, co-host, just Tory. Yes. Well, see, the Tory. dusty part comes from. Well, you know, no. when you have something on the shelf Stop. that you had for a while, Stop. and then, okay. What the? I <laughs> <laughs> just was trying to see if you were paying attention. So, today's show, we're going to talk about generational cycle breakers and not generational curses because curses you tend to think of on a spiritual nature and then you know we're not talking that nature here on sir Raj show we talk okay. about common sense common sense approach we we don't have any problem with academia we don't have any problem with religious perspectives but we're trying to bring back common sense so on our quest to bring back common sense i like to have conversations with our guests that also operate in the realm of common sense. Okay. Today's show, we have a young lady who has, as they oftentimes say, got it uh, out the mud, pulled yourself from your bootstraps. Now, I don't know if she pulled herself up from her bootstraps because she may have had some help along the way, but we're going to have a conversation with her to find out just how she broke those cycles that she experienced uh, throughout her childhood and adulthood and things of that nature. Okay. So without further ado, I'm not going to belabor the point. I'm going to allow her to speak for herself. So today's guest, we have none other than, drum roll please. So we have Latanya Boykins. And Latanya, tell us who you are. She wow. Latanya Boykins. <laughs> no, she's not Latonya Boykins. That's just the name, honey. There's more to this. Oh woman my here. god! <laughs> There's more to this woman here. Oh my gosh! I am a mother. I am a uh, trailblazer. Is what I like to call myself. Okay. I'm always blazing some kind of trail. Uh, some good, some bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm definitely somebody that believes in. I'm a doer. If I had to give myself. One word, it would be doer. Okay. I am definitely a doer. Okay. Now, let's talk about this. Uh, you are a mother, wife, girlfriend, engaged, shack and divorced. What's the status? Because I don't want uh, the serologists that listen to the show to contact me, telling me they want to holler if you're not available. <laughs> so let's just go ahead and get it out the way now. Uh, I, I am uh, happily married. Yes. yes. Okay. I am that's, happily married. Did you all hear that? That means do not okay. send any requests to info at the com <laughs> because she's not I'm interested. Gonna I'm going to block it. That part. Yes. But yes, well, don't block it. Let me read it first because then I'll call her and there tell her. <laughs> I just want to know. Yeah. So let's not talk about who you are today. Let's talk about who, who you were and how did you become who you are today? Because the show, as you know, we're talking about generational cycle breakers. So I want to know, are you a generational cycle breaker in your own family and lineage? Um, I, I would definitely say yes. I um, It takes a while before you start to kind of see the titles and the things like that, because for so you don't even know, for me, I didn't even know that's what I was doing. Hmm. I just knew that where I was wasn't where I wanted to stay. Well, let's talk and, about and, where you were. 
your uh-huh. childhood. What did you okay. grow up with a silver spoon? Did you grow up on the rough side of the tracks? I mean, who who, who was little Tanya? Oh, wow. Who was little Tanya? She was a dreamer. She was, mm. we grew up with uh, my mom. She, she, she had struggled with her demons and um, alcohol and different things like that. So I was in foster care. Uh, we, we dealt with a lot. I grew up with not having anything. Mm. Uh, I, I truly grew up kind of lost, uh, lost in the system, just kind of lost in life. It, it's five of us uh, have two brothers, well, three brothers, and one passed away, and I have a sister, and and it's myself. So uh, my mom passed away when I was 16 years old. And so when my mom passed away, I kind of became uh, a caretaker. But at the time, I didn't know that's what I was doing. I just decided to be the one to lead my family. And, And sometimes in that leadership role, I failed. And what and age, what, what, what place did you fall in the, the five children? Are you we had, uh, my brother was the eldest. His name was Dino David Jones. Rest his soul. He passed away about four years ago, four or five mm-hmm. years ago. Um, he passed away and I was next to the eldest. Okay. So, but you were the oldest girl. I was the oldest girl. My sister right. Kim is a year younger than myself. And in our culture, mm-hmm. in African-American culture, that means something being the old eldest girl mm-hmm. you know a lot of times in a lot of f- families they, there's a lot of responsibility yeah. placed on that girl that might not be on the other girls would you absolutely do, do you find that to be accurate in your household oh gosh i feel like for me i was the one person that um i always think that someone has to bear the pain mm-hmm. and i was the person that i bear the pain my mother's pain and it took a lot of years for me to understand what that meant Cause I kept thinking, gosh, why is she always so mean to me? Why is she always so hard on me? And I, I know now through, through therapy, I know now hmm. that she saw a whole lot of herself um, and she wanted a different outcome for me, but I didn't understand that when you grow up, you know, you know, that's what I find funny when I hear people talk about so many kids nowadays can identify like the pain or their circumstances. I didn't know what I was going through. Right. I, I didn't understand it. Right. I yeah. was just living. And, and and I and I and I think now when I look back, I'm like, wow, she saw something in me that, that I didn't under, I didn't see in myself. So I don't look at it now. If you asked me this 10 years ago, I would have told you something different. Right. But I know now that she was just trying the best she knew how to get me to be where I am today. You know, I oftentimes I tell people uh, it's a hard truth to hear mm-hmm. regardless of what circumstances you came up in, your parents for the most part did the best that they knew how in that Absolutely. particular time. Yeah. It does not mean everything they did was right. It does not mean Absolutely. that uh, there was not room for improvement. But with what they had, their mental wherewithal, their pain, their drama, Mm. their whatever, they did the best they could at that time. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, hindsight is always 20-20. You can always, Monday morning quarterback and say, oh, you should have done this and you should have done that. Of course, Mm -hmm. you know. But uh, it's it's interesting as a parent, you stated, Tanya, you were a parent. I'm a parent as well, as you know. And when I talk to my adult children, they tell me things that they had a problem with me. And I'm like, 
what? Where? I was busting my behind to make sure. You, and you're mad because you didn't get a Tonka truck at eight? <laughs> <laughs> After all I did for you? Still mad. You're still <laughs> mad? That made me almost not a good parent? Being able to mm. eat and have lights are overrated. Okay, well, now you're telling yes. me. Yeah, now you're telling me. I mean, but there was some, I'm sure, Tanya, along your way, you know, in parenting, uh, and I don't want to take the conversation too fast, but would you agree that now you look back at your relationship with your children and you say there were some areas that you may have tried to overcompensate because of the the, the struggles that you endured? Oh my goodness. That's such a, it, it's so profound to hear just that topic because for me, I thought, okay, I ain't going to beat y'all. I ain't going to talk to y'all any kind of way. <laughs> I'm going to give you this kind of life. I'm going to give you that kind of life. I'm going to work real hard. I'm going to be this person that I didn't see. Right. And yet my daughter will be 31 in a few weeks. And she told me so many things that I didn't get quite right. I was like, what? What you talking about? Girl, I didn't beat you. She just would tell me things that shocked me. She said, mom, your expectation was too high for me. Right, right. And I was like, what you talking about? So I think sometimes that, there, like they say, there is no book. There is no book. And we're trying so hard. I tried so hard to shield them from pain right. and I began to cause them pain. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And, yeah, and they, me shielding, they, I was inflicting. Right. And because I didn't we don't know what we, I didn't know it. Right. Well, we don't know what we don't know. You know, no. we, we think that there's, if I don't do those things that are, were my story and my pain, then my child will be fine. We don't, we don't open just ourselves up to pain. consider absolutely that we're just trading one pain out for another. And absolutely. so as you progress through uh, your younger years, teenagers and uh, mm-hmm. early twenties, you said you were always a dreamer. When did you decide mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to put the rubber to the road? I'm going to make some things happen. Was it a first child? Was it a, an embarrassing moment? What was that, you know, that aha moment that says, okay, I can be better than my current situation. You know what? I would go to school and that's why I would go to school and it would take me away from uh, my day to day going home to just the drama, the alcoholism, the, you know, just just my life. And so when I would go to school and see certain kids, I was like, oh, my gosh, they would speak a certain way. They dressed a certain way. So I became kind of engulfed in just kind of, wow, just kind of envying their lives mm-hmm. and wishing like, how can I have that? Right. What What are they doing? What are their parents doing that they get to come to school and they're happy? What are their parents doing that they come to school and they're not hungry? Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember like, oh my God, I want to know what it feels like not to be hungry. And, and, and so oh, wow. I, I say that to say that even in that, I learned a lesson uh, as I started to mature and I started wanting to in St. Pete. I grew up in uh, South St. Pete, rough area. But I was like, OK, I, I have thought I had all the answers. So I was like, I'm going to go to the school that all the rich kids go to. Mm. That's all I thought. I thought money was going to save me. Wow. I got to the uh, school with all the rich kids. Oh shit! They had a whole lot of different kind of problems. I said, "Oh lord!" I ran back over here. Let me wait a minute, y'all. Let me go to the problems I know. 
Yeah. yeah. Let me know what the problems I know. You rather deal with the devil you know Absolutely. than the devil you don't. Don't know. Right. So I was confused. And that's when I realized, <laughs> though, money ain't the answer. Right. I was right. like, okay. Yeah. But each are doing some stuff. Right, right, right. They cursing at parents. They smoking cigarettes at Absolutely. 12. I say, what? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you so said, you know different. what? I'm accustomed to over here where, where uh, La Sharika and Willie Earl are going at it. Let me go over here. At least I know how long. This This probably lasts about five minutes, so we're good. <laughs> Nobody get upset. But over here, I don't know what they're doing. They're snorting coke and, and shooting up. And yes, it's like, well, whoa, wait, what, what am I supposed to do? So did you different. have anybody while you were growing up, you stated your mother passed at 16, and then you went into the system. Did you have any family members, friends, or someone to step up and say, hey, okay, we'll take them uh, that you attribute their contribution to who you are today? My grandmother, Annie. Mm. And I, if I, if I talk about my grandma, I get a little emotional. And that emotion is coming from living. My grandmother would always say, keep living. Mm. And, and I've been, I, I've been living. Mm. And so when the system, when my mom died and I remember, and that's why I say childhood trauma, if you don't deal with it, it'll deal with you. That's I right. remember we she passed now, let away. Me, let, let me interrupt you here. Was Miss mm -hmm. Annie your maternal or paternal grandmother? Maternal. Okay. Okay. She had a very bad relationship with my mom. And so they had their issues. But when my grandmother, she had raised nine kids on her own. Mm. And when my mom passed away, I remember us I, I still cries that I've never heard to this day. Uh, she went across the street to a girlfriend's house as the world turns was on. She said, wake me up at three o'clock when the kids coming home. Her girlfriend went to wake her up and she had passed away. Mm. And so my brothers and I and I remember, you know, coming home from school. I was at a friend's house. I rushed home and I remember going up those stairs and it was so painful. And in that moment, my brothers were screaming, just tears, screams I've never heard before, still to this day. And I remember thinking, what are we going to eat? Mm. How Wavy has to eat. Uh, baby needs this. I, I got to make sure Dino is good. I got to make sure Kim is good. So I immediately, I've been living my whole life up until a few years ago as that 16-year-old girl that just wants to fix it. Now, so then my grandmother the, stepped in. That's okay. when she came in. Okay. She came in. Okay. Everybody told her to let us go. They, they were. So I think what fueled me all, what gave me the, the tenacity, I guess, to keep going was hearing in the kitchen, everybody walked through that door, said, Annie, don't get them kids. Mm. You can't take care of five kids, woman. And, and I know now that they didn't mean any harm to us, but I remember those voices. So I wanted to prove so bad to everyone that counted us mm. out gotcha. that I could do it. So I hurt myself along the way trying to prove. And then I changed it. And now I just want to be the proof that it can be done. I don't have anything to prove. But that propelled me. Kept I just got to show them. They think their kids better than us. Oh, no. I, I So I had okay. anger. Right. I was very angry. So that that fueled you. That, that, that fueled you. Now, how oh, long... Yeah. Your grandmother, how long, how old were you when your grandmother passed? She passed in 2013. What is okay. that? Yeah, okay. so I guess okay. I was 40. Okay, okay. 
Okay. Yeah, because uh, Tanya, for those that don't know, and I, as a classic 1973 model myself, I want to <laughs> tell you that she's also a classic. And so, yes, uh, I am. And in a few, <laughs> uh, in a few months, she will also celebrate the momentous fifty. Hello, somebody. Yes. And yes. 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 Yeah. 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 So it it Woo! doesn't. Can't wait to get there. Oh, I tell you, you know. Oh, it's the most freeing, most beautiful moment. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, my God. I thought 40 was something. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Oh, no. No, no, no. 50? Oh, it's different. Mm. Oh, it's real different. Okay. It's, it's, it's it's real different. Now, because uh, it's just, it, it's just, you know, what okay. they say, my give a damn gave, gave out a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. It yes. Really did. It really did. And so now when your grandmother came, stepped into your life and she okay. began, did your grandmother pour into you or did you just internalize what you were going through to say, I'm going to be better? Or did your grandmother pull you to the side and say, baby, I love you. I see so much in you. You know, how did that, what was that interaction between the two of you like? Because I know you uh, attribute a lot of who you are to her. I think uh, she froze. There she goes. Yeah, there we go. There we go. A little okay. freezing, freezing. Okay. Did, she hear you? Did you hear the question? No, say that again. I'm sorry. Okay. So you said that your grandmother, you attribute your grandmother with uh, being influential in your life. So my question to you is, was it because she pulled you to the side and said, hey, baby, I see something in you. You can be you know, anything you want to be. I love you. I'm here for you because I know you stated she was a woman of modest means. So it wasn't monetary, but did she pour mm -hmm. into you uh, emotionally? I don't even think that it was uh, emotionally for me. I think for me, because when I look at my grandmother, she's never said the words, I love you. Mm -hmm. My grandmother was the first person to show me that love was a verb. It was mm -hmm. action. That's right. Mm -hmm. She didn't know how to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. Love was in the bacon. Mm -hmm. Love was in the harsh criticism. Mm -hmm. Love was in the baby, go lay down, rest. Mm -hmm. My grandma gave me rest. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, I had never felt that. Mm -hmm. I was in a very chaotic environment with my mom. It was right. different men coming in. We all have different fathers. It was, and not to take anything away from her because in death, I've learned to really fall in love with my mom. Right. So I'm not saying anything to take away. But my mother's house yeah. was chaos. My grandma showed me hard work. She didn't right. know how to drive, but she never missed a day of work. Mm. She cooked. Her house was clean. Her words were sharp. And I knew behind those words was somebody that cared. So love looks different to everyone. It's so funny and it's ironic that the person that never said I love you showed me the most love. Mm. Mm. So, so now when you were a child, when you were 16 with your grandmother, mm -hmm. and what did success look like to you? What did you think that being successful would look like? If I get my first apartment, if I get my first car, what was success to 16-year-old Tanya? Success for me was having clean underwear. Mm. I'm being totally honest, right? You know, sure. you invite me to your show. I got to tell the truth. Come on with it all. Come on with it all. I, um, I because up. this is going to free up somebody because somebody right now Ooh. is looking at what they're dealing with today mm -hmm. and they look at how my family is because for the most part, generational cycles are based off of who you were, where you come mm -hmm. from, and who you are based off of 
the things you're adults you see from your parents because when you get grown you tend to do those things that you saw yeah. until you get mm-hmm. older and you you know you learn more and you say you know what I don't like that behavior or I don't want to do such and such you know they used mm-hmm. to say my grandmother used to say uh, uh, chew up the meat and spit out the bones oh. and so you know I learned that certain things that my mother or my grandmother may have did done mm-hmm. did hadn't did may have done that I didn't like so I said okay I'm not going to do that yeah. but everything that they taught us was not wrong you know no. I think in today's times that we try to get away from so much of what they taught us but a lot of what they said and even to your point Tanya with that sharp tongue because my grandmother could oh she was quick wit and she mm. could cut you down and slice <laughs> you from you know too short to you know at any given time but if you realize as you said Tanya it was based out of love she yes. wanted you to be your best self so she would go That's she true. would uh risk the fact or risk the the chance of hurting your feelings so that you didn't go out in the public and they hurt your feelings. Absolutely. So, so Tanya, when you decided, okay, I'm going to go above my current situation, what was the first step that you took to say, okay, I'm going to break this cycle of poverty over my life? The first step was just me looking at my surroundings and saying that I, I didn't, and no knock to the girls that I grew up with was my association. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hang out with a lot of girls that grew up the way I did. I felt like, what are we going to show each other? Just how to be <laughs> poor? I said, I got to get over here and be around some people. I learned that early on. Right. Like, girl, please. I, ain't, right. I don't want to hear this. I, I needed to be around people that I could learn from. So throughout my life, I've always went to places and sought out people that I could learn something from. And I think that has been, yes, that was the biggest thing that I wasn't sitting around just waiting. I was, I was a little fast gal too. Don't get me wrong, child. Uh-uh, no, you were Jenny from the block now. Wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Let me, let's, let's, don't don't get it twisted. So, so, so there was some, there was some, uh, the living going on. You haven't just got the 50 just on the slow, easy train. You did some living. Huh? That's what grandma told her to rest. Yeah, grandma said, baby, calm down. Sat down somewhere. (laughs) You, you know what? Tent. You know, honestly, I always thought I was all that. Okay. okay. I, I think that there was something about thinking that I was all that mm-hmm. that made me become that. Have mercy. Okay. That what I thought I was, I became. That's right. So for me, they used to laugh at me because they said, Tyco, sit your little poor ass down. I said, okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Let me show y'all some. Let me go so, pull. Let me go absolutely. pull. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I thought sit that. Sit down somewhere. That's, what, that's right. <laughs> so I've always kind of thought that I was all that. And when I see girls now, I, I look at no matter what, I was the poorest person in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But I had the biggest ego, mm. the biggest confidence. And sometimes they call it manifestation or dreaming. Mm. Or I had already seen who I could. I, I closed my eyes. I didn't see. And, and, and people don't close their eyes anymore. They're too busy looking on the Internet at mm. somebody Compare else. Like, somebody else. Yeah. Oh, come yeah, on. So Tanya, I didn't man. do that. Come on. I was well, looking we, at we didn't have it to do. We didn't have it to do. And, no. and, and the rate, the rearing that we received back then was mm-hmm. sweep around your own front door. You worry That's- about the Joneses. Don't try and keep up with the Joneses because the Joneses don't matter if you're not going to do what the Joneses yeah. do to get what they have or you're not going to do what it takes to keep what they have. Right. Absolutely. And so 
when you were coming up and you're in your 20s and you're feeling all of that, you know what I'm saying? And, and uh, Luke Skywalker, you know, you popped the coochie and everything was out and you, you know, driving like it's hot. Don't, don't put a business out there. Oh, well, I ain't gonna put a business out there, but I mean, I know if she's a 73, I know what was out there. Yeah, I'm not talking yeah. about her. I'm talking about there once was a little boy named Sir Rod. And let me tell you something now. He was on the scene, baby. Okay. All right. So I can tell you what happened in the 90s. I can tell you about that, honey. That late Ooh. 80s and the early 90s. Uh, Oh, my yeah. child. I, when, when I write the book, I'm not going to talk about it now because I'm going to write the book. Oh, wow. And so I'm not going to name names. I'm going to change names. And hopefully I can change Please that change names enough to where they won't know I'm really talking about them. But now so, <laughs> I'm going to try and change the names and a few little details. You know what I mean? She didn't have a on a pink shirt. Details. A lot of Yeah, she didn't have on a pink shirt. She had on a green <laughs> shirt. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. So now, Tanya, today, when you sit and you look at Man, I made it from Pinellas County to whatever county you're in now. You know, what does that look like to you? How do you take all of that in? Because we haven't even talked about who you are today, and I'm, I'm building up to that. I don't want to okay. jump to that because I want people to realize that you can have a struggle. It's not where you started. It's how you mm -hmm. end a thing. But I wanted to, wanted to talk to Tanya about how do you get there? What's your steps along the way? Because no doubt, Tanya, you've made mistakes, correct? Oh my gosh. And I still make mistakes. Right. So what is some of you, what do you, when you look back if you, and you say to yourself in my twenties, if I had done, or maybe younger, if mm. I had done this different, if I could redo this one thing, I would redo it. What is that? What is one of those things that you think about? I wish I hadn't placed love so high on, on what I felt I needed. Mm. The love of a man. Okay. Um, I missed a lot of good years to me. If I'm just being completely transparent and honest, I missed a lot of good years right. being good to people uh, or thinking that I couldn't stand by myself. Mm. So for me, every decision I've made, everything I've ever done, I was just like, okay, the missing piece is always going to be a man. And so I fought so hard for love that at times I didn't fight for me. Gotcha. And so I put love to, if I could do over. Now you hear the, do you hear the do you hear the 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 uh, the contrast in I thought I was all of that, but then at the same time but you needed a man. You needed a man to validate you, you or, or you qualify. Like part, yeah, because you know what? That's that that's a lot of people's story. They feel like, you know, in a part in a part, oh I, I I like me. I look in the mirror, I love me. But in that small little corner of their heart, they say yeah, but if I could just get this relationship. And I think, and I tell 20-year-olders mm -hmm. now, don't spend that time trying to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm. I think no. one of the worst advice, I heard some, I was uh, listening to someone give some advice to a uh, college student the other week, and they said to, to a girl, find your mate before you leave college. Yeah. Oh, because no. once you leave college, it will, you've heard that before? Oh, yeah. I heard, I almost fell out the barber chair. I said, so wait a minute. They grow together. They mm -hmm. weren't even talking to me. They weren't even talking to me. But you mad. Oh, my gosh. Well, I yeah, immediately wanted to pull out the microphone and say, listen, can I do an episode of the Sir Ross Show right now and tell you? <laughs> <laughs> can we just talk about no. this right now? No. I had my barber. I was like, swing me around. I said, listen. That's what they tell us when we go to college. But but mm -hmm. there's so much more to life. You have nothing to give to a relationship in your oh, 20s. No. You have nothing to give. You it's haven't accomplished anything. Nothing. Yeah, but the person who's telling you was, well, that told me that. They didn't go to college. Right. That's so, what I'm saying. But, but that if you turn that down, we're alive. 
<laughs> so their thinking is that you need a man. They're thinking that way. So they're like, oh, if you didn't find one yet and you're going to school, make sure you find a Then you school. should find one. Yeah. Yep. And you better do it before you go to school because then if you're not, you better go find one at the yeah. job. It's they like, they, they said to her, you because then you will outclass him and you may lessen your opportunities for that me. But, but there's so much to life. You can travel. Yes. You can get to know who you are. 20s really should be your selfish years. They really should. Yes. You should not yes. be stuck on anybody's relationship. But and if you think you can't find a man if you start being selfish to yourself. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. You're not going to find a quality one. No. That if you're not selfish on yourself. Because most men are being selfish in Absolutely. Absolutely. And and they'll set a standard that women won't bet on themselves. A man will set yes. his standard, and his standard could be totally, uh, he could have five children. But guess what he'll say? Yeah. I'm not dating yeah. a woman with children. Because yes. <laughs> he's betting on himself. He still feels Absolutely. like he's a star, yeah. you know? And so now, Tanya, when you were in your 20s and you said, you know, hey, I'm, I'm I, you wasted a lot of time on trying to have that perfect young and the restless or you know yes. uh, mm -hmm. situation going on what how were you moving professionally were yeah. you aggressive were you progressing professionally at that time you, you know what's so funny is that everything i ever did uh i didn't realize that was leading me up to who i am today mm. because i i went tried to go away to college and when I had my I had a daughter my daughter at 19 and again I was chasing love and trying to always do things with another person and not solely on myself so I think it, at that point in my life I would get jobs and they would always tell me how good I was like immediately I remember being 25 years old I got a job at Chase and they immediately within 3 months they promoted me to a supervisor here I am, no degree, um, mm -hmm. young mother. And so I kept my grandmother. I remember going to my grandmother's house and she said, girl, when you start seeing what the white folks see, you're going to be somebody. And mm -hmm. we laughed. And, and I didn't get it because she was saying to me, she, you know, they would give me, I'm never, you know, I'm not going to dismiss it, but they never gave me the whole loaf. They just gave me some crumbs Absolutely. and I was happy. Because sometimes when you've been eating off the floor, <laughs> somebody, all, right. all your life, the crumbs taste good. Yes. I was, ooh. Right. So I would get promoted so quickly. And and I remember them saying, your work ethic is insane. Mm. And I was like, okay, I might have something here. I'm the first one there. I'm the last one to go. I'm working. I'm working. I remember I they gave me $38,000. Oh, you had made it then, honey. Woo, I thought I made it. <laughs> you because know. again, I let somebody else tell me what I was worth. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I always did good in corporate America. Gotcha. But they created the ceiling for me. They now, said, okay, you right here, baby girl. Be and happy there. And yes, and for a while I thought I was. Now, were you always uh, good? Did you always handle money well? I noticed you said you worked at Chase. Were you always, you know, when you were fine, Tanya, you know, you had it going on and all that good stuff. Did you just know how to manage money? Did you? Is that what you were doing at Chase? No, I was a customer service manager in auto finance okay. in the collection area. But no, to. to uh -oh. oh, you're the repo point. girl. 
God. I was a repo girl. <laughs> you were that person. She probably used her grandma's. She probably, no she probably used her she probably used her her grandma's quick quick wit. You know, cut back. Oh, <laughs> that team don't call some people. Some people I, know. No. <laughs> I didn't have. I what county you in? Well. What county you in? Yeah. Okay, I'm coming to get you. That's old news. We talking about future and progression. <laughs> I was I was collecting on them. No, I I did not know how to handle money. I remember them giving me a credit card to Spiegel. I might be telling my age with oh, that. Oh wow! But they gave me a credit card to Spiegel, <laughs> and when the bill came, I said, "What is this?" <laughs> I'm like, "What is this?" I don't got confidence and sheets and right. I brought my grandma all kind of stuff. I said, what's this? Honestly, right. I had no clue what that yeah. was. So how did you learn about credit? When I wanted to go get a car, I thought I was supposed to put it in somebody's name. Mm. And I remember calling my aunt and I was like, oh, I need you to put this car in my name. And she was like, no, <laughs> you put it in your name. And when they ran my credit, they said my credit was bad. And I said, what do you mean? And that's when they said, well, you ain't pay this bill. You ain't pay that bill. And I was in there sobbing, crying. The, the like repo three. lady. The repo yes. lady can't get a car. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. And, and again. She got a bill and didn't know what didn't it know was. What, yeah. I didn't know what yeah. it was. But you have the audacity to call my phone. Don't call my phone about my car, no. Sweep in front of You didn't pay yours. <laughs> I didn't even know what I was doing. At least I could get a car. I, you talking about a Spiegel. <laughs> And a supervisor took me under oh, his wing named mm. Chris Pratty. And he used to just educate me. But I was mm. teachable. Gotcha. And I was trainable. See there now. That, so he, he that's, a key. that's a nugget. That's a nugget. That on the, um, I'm teachable. That was that was that that that's very I was teachable. Yeah, that that's very important because mm. you know, ain't Ben can't tell wanna go how to get there. You know? Yes. You've got to listen to someone who's been there. So that was yes. good that you were able yeah. to hear. And so I then did. you then you began to uh, grow in, in your credit. Then I started paying my bills on time. I started. And so just imagine, I thought I was all that, baby. When I started getting and understanding this credit and this money and this things like that, I was, I was unstoppable then. <laughs> I was, and so now let, let's let's go into now we're gonna slide over into the thirties, okay? Uh -uh. And so now in your thirties, now are you you got your credit game together? Mm -hmm. Credit was credit was good in the thirties. Still okay. working uh, in corporate America. Working in corporate America, okay. hanging out on the weekends. Things things started looking up. Things were looking up. Got you. Okay. And so now, when did you today? You 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 have amassed what? professionally oh wow right now today my husband and i own uh somebody it's so funny somebody told us we were developers i just don't even put titles on stuff uh, my husband and i have a i guess that construction company we build new construction homes i um we own nine properties we, yeah, yeah no 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 wait, wait a minute yeah go ahead i have uh Four assistant living facilities named wait after my minute. grandmother. Wait a minute now. I, <laughs> wait a minute. I do uh, seminars now, teaching others about credit. I have. Are we uh, hearing this? Did you hear what you said? <laughs> okay. 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 All right. So, um, 
I'm now, this, I'm, I'm finally what, what my grandma kept saying. What you doing, boy? She's a phenomenal woman. Get out of here. She's sanctioned by, look, that, he, she's approved by her husband. That's her husband there. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's her husband I'm, there. I'm now, I'm, I'm now um, walking in my purpose, so to speak. I love it. And so now let's go back let's to this. Back, not knowing I'm a developer. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to make her walk it down. Yeah, I'm going to make her walk it down. I'm going to make her walk it down. Because, see, she's so she's so modest. Yeah, she's so modest and all that crap. We ain't doing all that. Yeah, we want to know the real deal here. Let's get to the real deal. Yeah. Where's my notepad? Yeah, let's get down to the. I feel like I'm going to get educated. So now when you said a developer, this is what I want you to hear just, Tori. Because, see, Tanya is trying but to you be don't modest. Put a label on That's it. fine. I'm a, I'm a, I'll do it for you. I'm okay, Sir Rod. I don't have a problem saying what home. needs to be said. <laughs> okay. So now, right. here's the deal. How many homes have you and your husband built from the ground up? We're probably in four years on uh, house number 25. But you don't know if you're a developer. See, this is what I'm talking about. Okay. okay. See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm so now, to be number 27. <laughs> so, so now, let, let's go back onto something else you said. I yeah, I know. Yeah. Then we talk about manif manifestation. That's right. Now, let's go on to this as well. Now, when you say, my husband and I have a, I guess, a construction company. You heard what you said. I guess. I guess. Yeah, I that's guess. What that's what they call, call it. it. I mean, you know, I mean, we, we, we build the houses kind of like. like some type of podcast. Yeah. Like talk yeah, we just taught each other. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just, you can call it a podcast. You can call it a podcast. Oh, you know, right. we're international. You know, you can see us anywhere, but it's a, it's kind it's of a little okay. podcast. You know, and I do so, seminars. Yeah, I do seminars on credit. When I couldn't get it, my change was strange and my, my, my ends wouldn't even wave at each other. Okay. Now, all of a sudden, they're overlapping. Okay. You know what they call this growth. <laughs> they call this growth. But now, not only that, let's let's walk it slow. I call so it now, grace. the grace and grace. favor, which is not fair. So now let me ask you this. So we didn't hear about when you all went to school, when you went to school to be a developer. So how did that come about? Oh, there was no school. We um, pause for the cause, people. Pause for the cause. No, <laughs> so don't tell me nothing about. Oh, I haven't been to college. Save that. If you no. want it, you can make it happen. So absolutely. Let's listen to what she tells us. Listen yes. to what she tells us. Okay. Tell, tell us about your so-called development. I'm a well, <laughs> developer. I'm Look, what had happened was. Yeah. Well, <laughs> my husband. Uh, when he came home from prison in 2007. So he went to prison. You hear that, people? Now, yep. I just want to highlight all these excuses <laughs> that people use in our culture. I have a record. I don't have any money. I, I don't have any education. I, I had a baby. I, I grew broke. up ro uh, rough. I grew up poor. All of these we talked about on touched on all these here so far. Okay. okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Carry on. Carry on. Uh, when he came home and I think it was 2011. He left in 2007. We weren't married at the time. We uh, he came home and a friend of ours told us about property preservation work, working with banks on foreclosures. And so at the time, my husband was like, oh, of course, we were like, we didn't even know what it was. We just he he was doing it. And so did, again, you own I house? Say, did we own a home then? Yes. Yes, yes okay. I did. And they said um, you can be a, a I just I was doing stuff and didn't even know what I was doing. We bought our first <laughs> house and I purchased my first home in 20 at what, 25 I didn't have a mom or dad. So everybody else was trying to buy cars. I was like, I bought a house. So mm. sometimes when you don't even know what you're doing, you just got to be doing something. Right. So I, I, I didn't know what that meant. But when he came home and we started this business working um, 
uh, with the banks on foreclosures. We started doing that. And then we didn't know, you know, we were some fools with a whole lot of money and it left every dime almost. And things got crazy. And we decided that we were going to do some things. We were going to do some things a little bit different. And the only thing that we had never done together was pray. Mm. And it got so bad that we thought, okay, we done put everybody in this, but God. But God, yes. We done, everybody else done used us, mm. but him. Mm. So once that money left us and the relationship and we were on really just some tough times and we were just like going, we, we didn't know what we were doing with each other and, and, and it was real bad. Mm -hmm. And we decided that we were going to stick it out and we went to the courthouse and said, we're going to get married. We got to put God in our union and whatever mm -hmm. else we do, we're going to add him to this mix. Now, when and you so, got married, how long had you been together when, when you got married? Oh, uh, about 20 years now that see I, i'm telling you I, this this woman has more gems than <laughs> than jared jewelers okay this is why i am this is why she's our guest because she understands life yeah she yes. has walked it and so when i want our listeners to understand stop using excuses live mm -hmm. life it can be challenging you know yes. but she's proof you can get lemons sell the lemons and still make lemonade. Well, we ain't got Absolutely. Lemonade we ain't even let's, got the lemonade yet. <laughs> so, okay. So you sell, so you uh, decided to get married after 20 years. And that, that then we decided to get married, did all that stuff. And then the business went bust. And then we got married. So quick, let me stop you real quick. So you're telling me you were going through some hard times. You say the money mm -hmm. went fast. We were there for everyone. And at that moment, y'all said, this is the perfect time to get married. <laughs> right? Is that what I'm hearing? We really had separated the year prior. We was going through it real bad. Uh -huh. And we just decided to fight for us and, and stick it out. That's what I wanted to hear. Yeah. We, we, we went through it and we decided to be honest with our children about who we were, what we had experienced together. And uh -huh. one day he said, I'm not. I'm not living another day not being married. We got we were in the tr we were in the truck headed to work, and he said, "No, nah, we ain't doing this. No romantic. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It no one no, knee. No romantic. Yeah, yeah. We had on work clothes, yeah. and he said, we 'We're going to get married, and that's mm. what we did. Shrek and we didn't have a wedding. Said, okay. Yeah, you said okay. What like, time okay, on lunch or before? <laughs> <laughs> we probably did it before lunch. We went downtown. The commitment. That's, that's, yes, it was Absolutely. a different commitment. Right. I, I would. Think. We knew we had hit our moment. bottom. We hit our bottom, both of us. Mm. And and when you hit that bottom, you it's gonna make you or break you, as they say. Right. And so for us, we were like, okay. I told him, look, we getting ready to build some houses. And the thing about you, you got to be equally yoked in the sense of when I said that, he didn't say, what you mean, Bill Houses? Girl, get out of here. We ain't doing that. Yeah. He came home two days later and said, I saw some lots. Mm. Uh. I saw six lots. That's you what he said. Mm. And I was like, OK. So we saw those lots. And I said, we got to find somebody to teach us how to do this. And we. Unfortunately, we tried to talk to a few people and he said, I met a I met a guy named a Spanish guy named Willie in Home mm -hmm. Depot. And I just started laughing. Boy, get out of here. He said, no, nah, let's call Willie. Yeah. <laughs> he called him. He called <laughs> Willie and Willie showed Digger us. Willie Earl. Yeah, who knew? Willie showed. You never know how Willie going to come. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And Willie showed us the first house. Mm. 
Mm. He, he showed us how to do it step by step. And then Willie got greedy. And mm. Willie, that's why I say sometimes you, it's, you know, he got a little greedy with the second because we did it was so well that he said, okay, mm. I'm going to raise the price. Mm. And we said, when, uh uh. Let when me pause there. The city, There's another nugget. And now, we said, nah. They were willing to pay for their knowledge. Yeah. When Willie came on, board they uh, when uh, based off of what tanya just said there had to be some terms mm -hmm. and they agreed to them so sometimes you're gonna have to invest in your own mm -hmm. uh, uh growth but now yes. let me let me back up for a second when you stated that you you said you know we're going to build houses did you have where did you where did that come from tanya where did you have that mindset we had worked on um we had worked on work with the banks on foreclosures and all that. So we kind of knew about a house, but my husband had a friend named Ron who worked a job and was building houses. Mm. And I was like, and Ron wasn't a contractor. And then mm. I just kept hearing that voice where my grandma would say, you can be a copycat. You just got to copy the right cat. And mm. I was like, if Ron can have a full-time job and build houses on the side, Shoot, we can do it too. Mm, and yeah. We kind of call Ron and he just, you got to listen to people who he was positive. He was like, oh yeah, da, da, da. it's not, da, da, da. you just got to find the right person to walk you through it. And Ron yeah. wasn't a contractor. And I thought, okay, so you got to be crazy enough to think you can do something. Now, and, did uh -huh. your, did your, did you have, did you have all the money you would need to do it? Oh gosh, no. <laughs> we didn't even know what we was going to get the money from. When you determine. When you determine, child, the money, you're going to just be like, okay, it's going to come. I had credit cards. Gotcha. So we we started using some credit cards. We had a little cash saved. Because you were paying those mainly, bills in. Yes, it was mainly <laughs> some credit cards. We just didn't know. And so I always say we were so foolish. And my grandmother would always say, God takes care of babies and fools. That's right. So we were yeah. foolish. Right. But we were foolish enough to believe that we could do it. Right. Now, and, let me ask you this. So, mm -hmm. When you started, what would you say your net worth was when you started? Negative 150,000. <laughs> <laughs> Negative 150,000. Gotcha. Okay. See, I, I just want to be, I, you know, the Sir Ross show, we, we, we believe in being real. Right. Yes. We believe in being real. Negative 150,000. Yeah, you can't help somebody if everything, like to your point, Tanya, if they're looking at the image you put on uh, Instagram. See, that's yeah. that's what you want out there. That's the image we're portraying. But mm -hmm. you don't realize what happened before they took that picture, you know, because yes. uh, today's net worth is different than the negative uh, 150. Yes. Right? Yeah. And, <laughs> and so now when you built that first one, was it like, well, you said he got greedy on the second one. So did you have to cut Willie out and go get someone else or did you know enough to go on your own? Yes, we but what we did is. We wanted to stay connected to Willie. We just, cause he, we still credit he him. He was useful. We still credited him with what he did for us. And to this day, we will forever be grateful. Absolutely. So we said, Willie, we need you on our team. You just can't lead us no more. Right. Right. So yeah. Willie and I, we still do business with Willie. Now he right. does our brick work. Gotcha. So I, I mean, most people. Now he works for me. With nuggets. Yes. I'm, I'm just going to yes. keep pulling these nuggets out. Every time I see one, I'm just going <laughs> to snatch one out there. Nugget. See, I can still do yes. business with you. I don't have yes. to cut you off. 
Yeah. I don't see this cancel that. culture we live in nowadays. No. Everybody got to cancel, but you could we be cut. As my grandma would say, "Look, Tanya, this is the grandmama show." Because my grandma would yes. say, uh, "I'm a, you cut your nose off to spite your face." You know, no. we oh. weren't canceling Willie because he had done too much good for us. Right. That even his greed didn't matter to us see? because Willie told showed us we could. Right. And, and sometimes when somebody show you something, we just held on to that. We like we were like, OK, we can't get it this way. But what it did is his if he doesn't get greedy, we don't. My husband doesn't become a general contractor. Mm. So mm. we needed that uncomfortable, that greed. And we had to split the money with Willie. So that's OK. Mm. We like Willie made some money. We made some money. And so that's what pushed us to say, OK, we're going my husband going to go become a general contractor. And today he's the general general contractor. And, and that's how that all happened. And, and the rest was, OK, now we got the houses. We, we starting to get our mojo. And then I said I wasn't still fulfilled because there was still a piece of the puzzle that was missing. I needed a purpose. And all I knew how to do was care for other people. And then I had another crazy idea one morning. I said, I'm going <laughs> to open up an assistant living facility and call it Annie's Assistant Living Facility. And I did that. Never worked in the medical field day in my life. Never, none of that. Always thought, well, I used to think, I can't do that because I don't want to clean shit. And that day I said, I've taken a lot of shit. So let's <laughs> try clean. <laughs> and so I opened one in 2020 during the pandemic when they told me not to. Mm. And in 2022, I bought three more. And today I have four. Mm for assistant living facility and now, I, I have a purpose. Now for those that don't uh, has, have a oh. real grasp on the assistant living facilities, just without, uh, yeah, just tell us a month, just in one month, what could a a fully staffed, fully staff as far as client patients go? Mm -hmm. uh, what would, what does that bill a month? What, what does that bring in a month? Just oh, wow. One. Uh, my residents, let's say the residents, I'll give you guys. I, I'm I just, we, we open. I hope more I CNAs. I want more CNAs. I want more home health people to understand their, their possibilities that are out here. Mm -hmm. I, each resident pays 5,000 a month, mm -hmm. uh, times that by six, that's mm -hmm. 30,000. Mm -hmm. I spend 10, 12, you can walk away with upwards of 11, $12,000 a month with an assisted living facility. Gotcha. And so one thing about me is I was doing one and I'm a numbers person. I'm just going to keep doing this. And so I just said, I'll do it four more times. See, I know. See, what we want a residual income. Mm -hmm. What Tanya didn't just tell you right then. See, Tanya was fast in her twenties. She was counting money back right there. Yeah, she was counting that <laughs> money right there. So if she saw bro with some bread, she knew all right. Oh, okay, I know who to deal with now. So go ahead. I, no, I, I heard something different. I know people heard you know what you said, but I was hearing when I she heard what you said. I heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, so, she said I've always been a numbers person. I get it. So but this is purpose. This right. is each facility is. I did a two point four million dollar deal with Bay First Bank. Um, they had not done a deal with assistant living facilities. And so mm. that's why I said, you got to put God in it because then, then alignment starts to happen. And, and, and so I started putting him in and praying and it just kept. And so it's just this alignment, this thing that just happens that I can't even put into words. 
but I was putting in the work. That was one of the hardest years of my life doing the first facility. I was like, whoa. And it wasn't the residents. Oddly enough, that's the easy part. It's easy to love on people that Mm -hmm. you don't even smell the shit. I just want to take care of them. I want to make sure they stay, they keep their dignity. I love all that. The hard part was staffing and the Mm. issues and the, and and so that's always going to, that's an ongoing battle. Now do your children work in the business? It's so funny. Yes. Brie now, my daughter will be 31, uh, June 6th. Brie is now one of my facility coordinators. My niece Shay, she's a facility coordinator. They kind of handle and help me run everything. So it has it, it 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 is doing phenomenal. We now and I also do. I just that I'm now I, I did my first Airbnb. I'm getting my second one. So I'm doing Airbnb. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I guess they call us a developer. I don't really know. You know, we do a little. I do a little something where I have uh, what's this little thing called? Like a little meeting or whatever. So these what I'm hearing are multiple streams of income. But yes. you call it the little. You know, you don't really know what it is. I can appreciate that the modesty. You know, but the truth is set you free and so now with the airbnb how did you Mm -hmm. did you buy a separate property for that or how did you what made you go into that well you know what's so funny is that it's the first property that we ever purchased in 1998 we decided we'd already always rented it out and we thought okay let's kind of dabble in that so april 23rd we rehabbed it and then we did our first airbnb Uh, we had our first airbnb guests we were booked every weekend in may i'm booked every day in june mm. and i'm now filling up july come on now okay come on now come on now and so now let me ask you this tanya let's go back to that 2.4 million not every weekend but every day she said every day you heard it that's yeah, you heard it you heard it yeah you heard it you heard it and then and, and july's 31 hello somebody <laughs> <laughs> hello somebody so now let's ask this question let me ask you this question when you close a deal for 2.4 million dollars okay mm-hmm. now what did you feel in that moment when you signed that final paper i felt oh wow that's a good i felt all the the pain of of that little girl, I felt that finally I'm no longer proving I'm the proof Mm. that I can change things for my family. I felt these people are taking me serious now. I felt that for every young, undegreed, motherless, fatherless, molested, abused, abandoned person, girl, this is for us brown this this is Mm. brown this is for us believing manifesting and knowing that forget the seats at the table Mm. we we on buildings we on we we climbing walls Mm. i felt this whole i couldn't breathe but it was it was it was surreal Mm. it was the same location where i went to do the signing at 10 years old, I used to sell avocados on the street with my uncle. Mm. And we used to say, avocados. And in that moment, this was the exact same location where the bank is now in South St. Pete. Wow. I put, damn, I'm selling avocados, begging white folks for money. And now I'm signing $2.4 million deals. Ooh. 
And so it just showed me that God is real. Believing is real. Not being a victim, being a victor is what I, I, that's why I guess sometimes I don't even put a title to what I have or who I am. I'm just going to do what my grandma said. I'm just going to keep on living. Keep on living. So let me ask you this before we, uh, I've mm -hmm. got a couple, couple other one, other questions. How have you dealt with, uh, because you said you changed the trajectory of the family. How have you done, because you're one out of five and we know mm -hmm. one brother passed. How have you handled being the rich auntie? Because, you know, that comes with its own challenge in itself. <laughs> ah, when everybody has a know. need and they expect you to cover it because they look and see, oh, well, you're living good. So, hey, I know you ought to be able to cover it. Well, you know, it's so funny because I read Trevor Noah's book and we call it this thing. It's called the black tax. Mm -hmm, that when, mm -hmm. when you're the one that makes it, there's this tax that happens to you. So for me, how I've dealt with that is I forgive everybody because at first I was mad. I mm -hmm. felt like, okay, I have a special needs brother who's been with me for about 14 years. I care for him. Um, my brother right now, he's not doing well. My other brother passed away. My sister's been on dialysis 25 years, 24 years. Um, I now just love everyone as far as I stopped being mad. I was angry. I felt, mm -hmm. gosh, I'm the go-to person for everybody mm -hmm. that I can't go to. Right. Why y'all ain't giving, helping me? Why nobody ain't calling me? And then I realized that God chose me. Mm -hmm. So when I start seeing it like that, and now I feel like he knew that I would be the one to carry that baton. So I'm not mad anymore, but I was mad. It was a period of my life I was angry. I felt like I'm just the money person for everybody. I'm just, what? oh, everybody just called me for money. Now right. I don't feel that anymore because I'm healing and I'm healing. But that doesn't mean you always strike every check every time they ask for one either. Oh, hell no. <laughs> don't get it twisted. I, I say wanted, no. I just want that to go record. I want that on record. Yeah, because I don't want them to think, oh, oh no. she's healed so much that she's opened up her wallet. Let me call her. <laughs> when you start saying, when you start healing, no goes hand in hand with that. And it's a and whole I sentence. I don't feel mad. I just be like, oh, no, I can't do that. And I keep on going. <laughs> yeah. Keep on having a good day. Call me tomorrow if you want to talk about anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. That, so that the answer no is goes no. That's so it. how do you give back? How do you give back to the the young Tanya's of today? Oh, wow. I'm always, it sounds crazy, but I'm always helping uh, people. If someone calls me information, I'm always, and I give back by just telling my story. Mm -hmm. uh, I used to be ashamed of it, but I'm always giving back by saying, hey guys, book look to come out. Yes, it's coming. Every time I hear somebody the most freeing thing that ever happened to me was one day I wrote a post about something traumatic that happened to me being molested. And I just got, I put that in the universe on social media and the response I got back, mm. people were like, you? And I was like, what? And that's when I realized just giving my story, giving my time right. and helping people because when somebody looks at me, and they think that it's been this and it's been that. And then when I say, oh, no, nah, because I don't feel sorry for myself. So I'm always giving them this truth. And there are some people that I have been assigned to that just by me telling them this happened to me, just by me showing them that I don't have a degree. 
I had this, I had that. The daughter of my father was my, my baby daddy. He got killed and did it. So every time I smile, despite all those things, I'm giving hope to somebody else. Right. right. And that's and, what I'm hoping to accomplish by anything that I do. As well as she has created two uh, phenomenal young ladies that I personally ah, know. Yeah. And um, the baby girl is kicking butt up at FSU. And, uh, you know, and I say that because people will look at their current situation. Might be a single mother Mm -hmm. with a child. Mm. They don't see how this thing could possibly play out. Okay. But we're talking about somebody who's had just about all the life challenges you can have. (laughs) And then some. (laughs) And then some. Now, here's here's, here's here's the thing. Your net worth today is what? Uh-oh. Oh. It's so funny. I didn't know the answer to that either until the bank told me that I, I my net worth was 2.3 million. See? I was like, what? See? I didn't even know. I don't keep up with that. I just you keep see? working. You see? You see? You went from negative. Started from the bottom. Yeah. And now we're here. That's a negative. Okay. Negative 150,000 five okay. years ago. Okay. Five. Five. That's the number ago. between four and six. We don't want you to be confused now. <laughs> I thought she was going to say like 20 years. No, 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 15. no. That's perseverance. That's going five even years. when you don't see a win in sight. Because I, I know that That's she awesome. did not see every day a winner. You no. know? No. And even now, sometimes, you know, because I do follow her on social media. So I know that there are days she struggles now to just get up out the bed. We're not talking about somebody who doesn't have, you know, she's not worried about her light bill now. But so those people that are struggling in their day-to-day life, just keep living, baby. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other. Keep trying. You know, I oftentimes with this show uh, have the serotology and my serotology would be keep pushing. Yep. Keep living. Yes. You see today, you don't know what tomorrow holds, mm. but you have to be confident in who holds tomorrow and keep moving forward. Just keep doing the right thing. And in time, the right thing will continue to manifest and you'll look up and you'll be your own Latanya Boykins. Hello, somebody. Hello. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> Latanya. Well, real quick. Yes. Before we go, yeah. I want her to tell us about the, um, you say you do some credit building. What is, what, what oh, were the, the credit Seminar. Talk about the seminar. Yeah, because we didn't. She bit. didn't. But well, she has so much going on. She didn't talk about that. What do you? Let's talk. About, let's hear about the. Uh, you know the the little seminars you do for credit. Ah, well, we we did. It was kind of credit, and it was a real estate seminar, and just sharing with people that the biggest thing is just kind of something that most people kind of figure out. Just living within your means, not maxing out your credit cards, not doing that kind of thing. So I'm always trying to teach people that that. Even when you have it, if you just got to live within your means, you got to save, you can't be maxing out credit cards and all that kind of stuff. So I'm always trying to help people stay on the straight and narrow with credit because I couldn't do any of this stuff if I didn't have good credit. What if what if the person has credit cards like you and wants to start a business and they decide I'm going to use my credit card to Mm -hmm. get the business going? Because Tanya did. And you know what? There's a different way. That was Tanya that didn't know. Mm. Now I would say, okay, let me show you how you to go. get you some business credit. Let me, but you got to straighten up your personal credit. I just didn't know. I told gotcha. y'all I was a fool. Gotcha. And so now that I know the right way or some different ways, I, I would tell that person to do it a little bit different than I did. 
Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So now we're going to wait for the book to come out. We're going to wait for the next seminar. <laughs> Uh, Tanya, we appreciate you for being a serologist. We ask that you uh, keep your phone on and be ready to take our call to come back on the show. Yes. Anytime you need the Serage show, if you need to promote something, if you want to come on and talk about a, a conversation, come on your family. Absolutely. Thank you. I love this. I, I pray that people um, see me as the proof. Yes. I like that. Yes. Yes. I like and I love that you give back by sharing your story yes. because what you go through or what you went through was for someone else's benefit. It, it really, Absolutely. it really is. Mm -hmm. And you know, and if we can keep that in mind, then we can go through a little better when you realize Absolutely. this is going to help somebody along the way. Doesn't feel good in the time, at the time being, Oh no. my God, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> there's, a lot of stuff, yeah. there's a lot of stuff you wish you could, uh, you know, pass off to somebody else. Well, can, can you let this go by me and, and give me something yeah. else? Give me, the, give me the, 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 the one on the next level, the lower yeah. one. But okay. I thank you. And thank again, you. thank you all for tuning into the Sir Rod show. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Just Tori. I appreciate that. This is where she this is where she came from. This is the real deal. See, he can't play cards either. He can't play cards either. He can't play cards either. Thanks, guys. Thank y'all. Bye. Okay. Bye. Oh, she <laughs> I love you. Know.